Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome. My name is Richard Keyes. And my name is Andrew Gray. And the banging that you can hear is a cup of tea that um, sits, that sits about a, a, an arm's length in front of Mr Gray and is being bounced around. It's, well, it's, I didn't know. I just put it down gently. You didn't. Didn't I? You thumped it down. And you do every time. And then you start doing... See? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's sound, man. If you can't control that. Thank you for joining us. Um, wherever in the world it is that you join us from, um, you can contact us. Um, please feel free to do so at Keys and Gray um, Pod. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, Keys A A N D Keys and Gray Pod. Um, if you have a, an electronic device, the reason I'm hesitating is because I know Andy does, so I need to say this quietly, otherwise it'll go off. Oh, wow. If you have a smart device in the house, right, you s- just ask her, uh-huh. it, him, they, they? Um, yeah. to play Keys and Grey, the podcast, and, and it will do that. Will it? Yeah. I'm going to try it after. No, don't, well, yeah. after. <laughs> you yeah, don't after. do it now. Do it now. <laughs> I have been as rough as a bear's ass. this You week. have, actually, haven't you? <sighs> COVID? Well, it, I don't know, because I... I thought initially it was. I took two tests at home on Monday. Um, still didn't feel any better Tuesday, so went out and got a test. All came back negative. But I, I, I honestly, I, you know all what? week. There's something that, that, that used to empty people. Yeah. And we forgot about it for the last two years. Mm. It's called, it was called the flu. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, seriously, it was called the flu. <laughs> and you know in the winter... <laughs> and then in the summer, <laughs> lots of people used to get it. Yeah. Lots and lots of people. Mm. Do you know what? In the last two years, I've never met anyone who said to me, "Bloody hell!" Well, you have. I was, now. I was, I was laid down with the flu right. for three or four days. Well, you have now. now. There you go. Okay. Welcome back, flu. What I it's say. allowed me to do this week. What it's allowed me to do is revel in in, in one of my favourite activities, which is delving into. Um, old TV, the sort of stuff that we grew up with, more specifically, obviously, football, the big match revisited. Yeah, good, that is. On the ITV hub. And it got me thinking all sorts of different things, which is dangerous, I I know. That's extremely dangerous for the the, (laughs) we who know you. Yes. (laughs) Let me me get this one out of the way straight away. Right. Wolves Villa. Yes. One and a half million pounds centre forward in old gold. Yes. Inevitably was going to score. Yes. Inevitably. And he did. 
Missed an early opportunity. Got too unlucky. much on a ball into the first post. Aye. It was unlucky. It was unlucky. In fairness, because you got you got a touch, and it just over yeah. the bar. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. But the one I wanted to discuss was well, two things. One, John Richards breaking Brendan Ormsby's nose. It was, it was an accident. Which was outrageous. Think so? Yes. Think yes. So. And worse than that. Yes. Throwing himself to the ground as Ormsby flung an arm back, naturally reacting yes. to what yes. had happened. Yes. But he put his hand, hands over his face and then started to look around to see yeah. if anyone was watching. Yeah. But I thought he caught him. <laughs> who? Ormsby <laughs> called John? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So nothing's really changed in that respect. We're very critical these days of the modern player that does that. But No, but, no. I'll tell you what's changed in that respect. It was only a select time it happened. There was a select few. Trevor was very good at embellishing contact, Trevor Francis. He was to, to, to his great credit. Francis Lee was another one Wonderful. who was amazing at it. But it wasn't a regular occurrence. I never did it very often. No, I'm not talking about... I'm talking about people who throw themselves about and feign injury. No, that didn't happen a lot. It, it didn't. Not in those days, because it really didn't. Well, it did then. And compared to now, my goodness. So now I'm looking at... Uh, I can see the game now. Uh, the the centre-forward's in now at 1-1. Oh, no, no. Okay. Don't, don't go there. Centre-forward's in. Don't go there. Jimmy Rimmer. Yeah, Jimmy... You can see it now, can't you? I can. can I just tell you, there is no way yeah. from that angle yeah. on that first post yeah. that you were scoring with that lazy chip. No, there was. No chance. By the way. Angle's wrong. Angle's no wrong. Angle's wrong. Sorry. That's the first thing. Who, who's, who's judging so, this? So you, you are the most expensive do, player in Britain at the time. Do you know what I would have done? What? Smashed it. The first part of what you did, I would have shaped. I did. And sat him down. I did. This is where the most expensive player in Britain at the time had an Achilles heel because I would have come... I'm, I'm getting a lesson <laughs> in finishing from Keezy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I would have come inside on, and with my right other foot, foot just now, popped it into the well, let me tell second you, post. Let me tell you, I've gone through in training time after time after time against oh, Jimmy Rimmer. Well done. So right? you'd actually, you'd, you'd trained now, him in doing what it was you didn't if, want if him to do. If you watch it, you would know how lucky he was because having sat him on his arse, as I did... I did watch did, it. And flipped it over him, as I did. No. He threw up a, a, a lucky arm. Oh, well, he did, didn't he? He threw up a lucky arm did, and it hit it. He did what keepers do, what Schmeichel made. Got fans. lucky. He, 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 he's basically a star. No, he got lucky. The angle, you're not getting it over him from the outside. Not from there. I am getting it. I, I, it was over him until he threw up a lazy <laughs> arm and got lucky. <laughs> It was plainly gutted. You must have been oh, because I was that, gutted. that was the moment. Oh, I was gutted. That was, I was gutted. the moment. Yeah. I was gutted. Can't believe it. Inside left, coming in. So then my mind went to... Damn. How would Shanks, Reevee, Busby, um, any of, how would any of them have worked in, in this era? How different would it have been for them? Uh, very. Clough, very. Put Cloughy in there. Um, but what I would say is, right, if there's an example of somebody born in that era, played in that era, started his coaching in that era, and crossed over to the modern era and was successful, it surely has to be Sir Alex, doesn't it? Yes. As somebody who was very much steeped in traditional yes. football, right? No cheating, no thus, you know, giving them a bollocking if they got wanted a bollocking, the hairdryer treatment in the dressing room. He was born and brought up with that, and he took it into Manchester United, and he made it work. But I, I, I'm guessing that he, even he, softened in his latter years at Manchester United and, and felt that he couldn't 
Maybe he could. Maybe he could. Maybe he was just the exception that, that could say to Roy Keane, by the way, Roy, you're off. By the way, Van Nistelrooy, you're off. By the way, Stam, you're off. When they're all hugely mm. important players. See, I think Shanks would have loved it. Yeah. I think it would have been food and drink yeah. for Bill. Well, do you know think that Bob Klopp, Paisley Klopp, is, Klopp is a new Shanks? Do you know think yeah, very much when you so. look at yeah, Klopp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like one from the old age. He's yeah. like one from the... Bob the, would have the, hated it. Would he? Would have hated the, the spotlight. Didn't like doing interviews. Knew he had to. Yeah. Um... I remember being taken in by the press boys to, to their comp. I don't think people understand press conferences still are broken up into the main group and then the Sundays go in and get their bit and then the locals go in and they get their bit. And um, So it's a long day sometimes, most times, for a football yeah, club does. coach. Um, but I remember that the, the Nationals taking me in once. I was the radio reporter, so we'd had our turn, but I was filling in. Mm -hmm. So I was allowed into the inner sanctum. Colin Wood of the Daily Mail said to me, Whatever else you do, mm -hmm. say nothing. Because he can't handle silence. <laughs> so when he feels a pause, he'll fill it. And that's the time he gives us something. Uh, so just shut up. Uh, so you see, that, that Bob, Bob was not no. effusive. He was no. never going to give. No. But, but then I looked at really good players, Andy. Really, really good players. Ray Wilkins at a, a Chelsea Blue Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You just sat there and said, I watched you play the other night. No, I include you. And then you. you've gone, and then I looked at really good players. No, <laughs> I include you, okay? I do include you. And I'm going to make this point in a moment. <coughs> Pardon me. I watched Ray Wilkins in Chelsea oh, Blue. Cl My class. goodness. Class. He makes Thiago look like Henderson. Yeah, he's class. He was class. I he was a Rolls Royce of a footballer. Yeah, he was. Ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. What did he used to argue? Why give the ball away? Yeah. Go sideways, go backwards, keep yeah. it. Possession, possession, yeah. possession. Yeah. And then when he could find a ball, he delivered it. Yeah. What a player, Andy. Oh, he was amazing, Razor. What amazing. a player. Yeah, talented. But, but he's not the only one. Hugely talented. No, he's not. No, there he's were not. so many. How would Giles, Bremner, Hunter, I mean, that fabulous Leeds team, how would they have <laughs> operated? I, I came down to only one conclusion. Go on. That I don't think you guys were any different, better or worse. Uh-huh. I think today's generation are fitter yes. and more professional. Yeah. And I think that's 100%. about the only difference. 100%. And, and no, I'll tell you what they, they get. Um, their preparation, well, their post-match and their pre-match preparation and what they eat and what they drink is much better than my day and our day. Much better. Professional. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's professional, but it's diets and, it, and it's, you know, having, having dietitians there to, to, to look after you and to keep your body fat down and things like that. that you were just asked to look after yourself and be sensible. And that probably equated to don't have a drink after Wednesday if you've got a game on a Saturday. Well, so you see, that's, like that's that. interesting because <laughs> that's things like that. I looked at another Terry McDermott. There was a game at Arsenal, desperately drab nil nil. But I looked at Terry Mack, and and I've told you the story before. I'm sure Arthur Cox, when he went back to Newcastle for the second spell there, got reports that Terry was out on a Thursday night. Yeah. And objected to it, wanted to see him in his office before the game that weekend, and and have him explain himself. And yeah. Terry looked at him, bemused, and went. What's the problem? I've always done it. Yeah, I've done this all my life. I did this when I played for the European champions. <laughs> he was always out having a drink on a Thursday. Yeah, a lot, I know a lot and of players that would, would out, run as far go, as Jordan Henderson does now. Oh, further. Yes. Further. Listen, that was when a midfield player was a midfield player. Mm. And that's changed. All, all these, uh, the game has changed. We know it has. But all those players, I think when, I, when you think of other coaches, 
Welf would say a great player in any era would have been a great player in any era. Well, I, right? I, I, sorry, let me interrupt again, because I looked at you and I'm thinking, not, not to flatter you, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> flatter me, flatter me. <laughs> centre forward, proper centre forward. Yeah. And I'm specifically watching what you did in that game and your movement around the box and where you, where you, where you rang, nice little touches. And, and I'm thinking, goodness, there isn't as good a centre forward in the game now. <laughs> Thanks for No, that. I'm serious. For a, a proper centre forward doing what you did then yeah, yeah. is exactly what Manchester City need now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the game hasn't got better. It's got quicker. Yes. It's got more Pitch, professional. Pitches are better. Pitches are fabulous. Fat, fabulous. I mean, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is, is, is the surface to play on. It's just, I mean, when I look back at some of the surfaces we played on in the 70s, 80s, um, Extraordinary, you know, huge games like semi-finals of the FA Cups and pitches that didn't have played a grass in the mm. area, <laughs> things like that. You know how good oh. a player you were. You're not going to say it. You're not able to. You're not in a position whereby you would want to. I know your character, but what you were is is for those that are, are a younger generation and listening is a shearer. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> that like, yeah. And 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 there's nothing wrong with. I I, I know the game is. They say changed. Well, it hasn't really because I'm watching. I'm watching all sorts of games that Brian Moore, by the way, Rolls Royce. I'd use that oh, yeah, phrase middle. again. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps in the early days of his commentary, a little bit of a shouter, but uh -huh. but uh, I, I think he's probably a better presenter than than the mm. thing he became famous for, which was commentary. But my goodness, really smooth, very very good. Mm. Um, but I'm watching teams jump all over the opposition in. Mm. The, <laughs> in the defensive penalty area. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm watching teams camped in one half mm. that isn't their own. I'm, I'm seeing all the things that I see today. Yeah. So those those bits and pieces haven't changed. Off the field has changed. You've yes, got to hugely. have a good PowerPoint presentation yes. these days. You've yes. got to have, uh, you'll be able to impress the technical directors um, and you need a raft of uh, accreditation yes. and licenses. Yes, Yes, and a raft of staff. Why? And 26 staff. Why? Well, because that's the, the modern world we live in. Um, yeah, but that's... I, I, no, I, I know. I'll tell you what's changed. That's not I'll tell why. you what's changed. I'll tell you what's changed hugely. Ownership. What you're talking about back in the 70s, let's say till the big, just prior and the early years of the Premier League, very early years, only the first couple, um, and up till, let's say, 90, 91, what we had in the UK or England was a very British game. It was a very British mm -hmm. game. It was played by British footballers, predominantly. It was coached by British coaches, all of them. It was managed by British managers. The clubs are owned by British owners. Was that bad? No, I'm, that's, what I'm saying is different. That's the huge difference for me, is now we have a game that is just continental. In the extreme, uh, fewer British players than ever. Um, Fewer British managers and coaches than ever. Fewer, no British owners. Any British owners in the Premier League? Uh, I mean, think about that. Yeah, it's, uh, think about I'm, that. I am thinking about that. Any British owners as I go through in the Premier League? Yeah, uh, Delia Smith at Norwich. They won't be in the league for long. <laughs> That's not the point. They are right now. <laughs> uh, but there aren't. No, I, the point you so make is that we had a, a very British game. Yeah. All right. Now it changed with the invention of the Premier League, and people started looking at foreigners. I, I guess maybe 
Arson was one of the early yeah, imports. Let me reiterate, this This isn't an old man conversation. No, no, no. Looking back and wishing things hadn't changed. No. Because the changes have been good. Absolutely. Changes have been positive. We've all enjoyed the yes. influx of the, the continental star. And Hugely. It's been wonderful. A wonderful era. But... You know where I'm going with this, because we had this conversation the other night on being Sports. Mm. The appointment of Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United, a lot of homework has gone into mm-hmm. Manchester United, believing that this time they found the right man, who hasn't got a CV as good as Van Gaal, Mourinho, um, who else have they tried? Moisey. Um, he just hasn't, however which way you look at it. But he's, he's, a, he's a modern coach. Yeah, he is. And he, he fits into the identikit. Yes. Now, why? See, my, in my, I look back at what's, what's happening now at United is what happened when Busby left. Exactly the same thing. Ten Hag is new Dave Sexton. Yep. They tried everything. The only people su- to succeed at Manchester United in my lifetime were those that were entertainers, were characters. Busby, sensational, fabulous team that he had. Tommy Dock came in. Wonderful, wonderful team. Yeah, what would they have achieved if he'd been able to stay? And Big Ron, who came in, pushed his chest out, took his jacket off and went, this is for me, this is, yeah. this is my manner. You know, they weren't technicians like Sexton no. or O'Farrell or Wilf McGuinness, who got swallowed by it all. They were people that understood that Manchester United is colour. It's not black and white. And here we have another coach. So I, I know you're going to laugh. I know that, that you're not going to accept what I say. And it's, it's a general point. I'm not specific. Why can't entertainers who know that side of the business, which football is, be appointed into jobs of that magnitude? Well, they can if, talk people, to a guy today, if people are brave enough to do it. Keezer, but they're not going to do it the, 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 for the, the, the reasons I've just said. Because if we had a British ownership somewhere, we would probably have... Brendan Rodgers managing with the greatest of respect, which means no respect. I know you've got to say that to me. <laughs> yes, well, with the greatest of respect. Brendan Rodgers has, has, has the right to think, why am I not managing a top four side here? Agreed. Why, why am I not really there? 100% Why, why when Manchester United were looking for the new manager two, two months ago, was, was I not called and said, Brendan, would you be interested but in coming why not? to United? No, no, no. no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, why right, not? Let, let me put another one to you. And I would hate to think that he might go somewhere because he's been magnificent for my club. Mark Robbins played for Manchester United, understands yes. the culture of the club. Yes. What a CV he's got. Dragging, dragging Coventry out by the bootlaces. Like, like Fergie did. Fergie came from Aberdeen. Yes. I'm, I'm not disputing what you say. Why can't that I'm happen I'm saying now? it can't happen now because of the reasons I've said. We've got too many foreign coaches. I have too many foreign coaches, too many uh, foreign man, uh, owners who think that um, if you've not got a foreign coach, you haven't got anything. And that's wrong. I, I would hate, I've said this to you a million times, and I've said it for the last 10 years, I would hate to be a young, talented British coach in the modern game. They haven't got a cat in hell You're chance. going nowhere, are you? You haven't got a cat in hell the chance. The glass ceiling is the Premier anywhere League. anywhere than a bottom 10 in the yeah. Premier League club. Brendan Rodgers bucks the trend at the moment because he's a British and Irish manager who's actually in a team that's top 10. Apart from that, where? Where, where are they going? You're not going anywhere. I agree with you. Where did Arsene Wenger come from? Japanese football. Arsenal took a punt on him. Yes. Now, where did... You talked about Fergie. Fergie came from Aberdeen. United took a punt on him when they had to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, You've uh, just had a message past Yeah, you. our little mate, Chris Wells, the <laughs> Elton's boy who works with us over here. Top, top guy. Um, uh, Matthew um, Bentham, Brentford, British. Oh, well done. Uh, Tony Bloom, Brighton. 
British. Uh-huh. This, this one made me laugh. Yeah. Chelsea, UK government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are others. Parish, Palace, yeah. Delia Smith, we've done that one, yeah. Joe Lewis at Spurs, yes. Uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Well yeah. done, Chris. Yeah, and the Sullivans, of course. Uh, at, at, at West, West Ham. <laughs> yeah, so there's about half a dozen. <laughs> but half a dozen out of 20 <laughs> is not a lot. No, no, it's not. It's not a lot. No, the, the glass ceiling is the Premier League. If, if, if Robbins wants to manage in the Premier League, it will have to be by taking a club into it. There's no like other Chris way. Chris Wilder did with Sheffield United. Yes. And look what's happened to him. You know, but, but again, different era. Dalgleish took over at Liverpool. Yeah. Had no experience. I know everybody says, well, yeah, but he had so much around him. He did. Yes, he But did. he also crafted his own team, yeah, he Andy. Did. He rebuilt Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, so he see, with, feels I'm, he was I'm left I'm a bit of a you, mess. But, but tell me, it's like, who's, who's retired recently uh, that, that got a job? Steven Gerrard retired pretty much right away. Yep. Got Rangers. Frank. Frank got Derby. John Terry was assistant. Waza got Derby. Yeah. Um, but would would let, let's take Waza for instance. Would would a British ownership of of um, I know Bill Ken writes there, but he doesn't own the club. Would a British ownership of Everton, right? And you think back to the glory years that I played in. I know that people go, ah, the glory years, piss off. We've heard all that before. Fine, but they were. A manager came into Everton from nowhere. Where was he, Howard? Uh, Blackburn. Blackburn Rover. Player manager. Player manager. Liked a party. Let's not forget that. Yes, of Howard he did. loved a party. Of course he did. This is what I'm saying. But he took a punt with him and he came in and the rest is history. Yes. Right? Would they ever would they ever have crossed the owners' minds at Everton, because they're not British minded, to say, Why don't we have a punt on Wayne Rooney? No, but but and, and when I suggested it recently, people saying. laughed. And here's another one. Okay, the difference. No, I didn't laugh. I said to you, I would I would rather had Wayne Rooney and then than the yeah. Spanish geezer that was there before him. <laughs> Spanish, which Spanish geezer? Oh, I know Benitez. the waiter. Yeah, Benitez. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. would. And and who knows what was would okay, have brought to the, the party? The difference between Wayne Rooney. Go on. And what's in his locker? What 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 as a young man he went through and experienced. Yeah but has put behind him to move into a different phase of his life. And this will make you laugh now. The difference between Wayne Rooney uh-huh. and Dwight York uh-huh. is what? Um, experience? Well... Little? Uh, no, I mean, the difference is, is what? I, I, I guess, if you want me to be brutally honest, would be perceptions. Correct. You know, people... Right, wrongly, don't perceive Yorkie, I don't think, but have you as a coach. S- we've sat with... Down the years, everybody. Yes. Okay, you know yeah. immediately when you were the chancer. Yes, you And do. players find chances out in dressing rooms double quick. Yeah, they do. Don't they? Yeah. You know when you're sitting with someone that enjoys talking about football. Correct. Which of those two categories is Yorkie in? Oh, he loves talking about football. Oh. He's a football man. Yes, he is. But there are perceptions about Yorkie that are out there, aren't there? But it's wrong. I know. I, we know that. Because we happen to know Yorkie very well. Yeah. We know that. And we know his ambition. And we know he's ambitious. Um, so I, I, I don't know the answer to that, Keith. I just, I, 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 as I said to you, I fear for these guys. They're trying to make their way in the game. The only way they're going to do it is by taking a, a club that's down in the championship in the lower reaches of the championship um, and uh, or the second division or the first division and, and making them successful. And then you might, if you're lucky, you might get a bottom half Premier League side and then you might make a success. Experience, you're right. Do you think, do you think Derby would have, would have given Yorkie a job the same way as they did? Rooney. No. 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 Do I don't know why, but no. 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 Shall we talk to him? Yeah, good. I idea. think we should. I think. 
Yorkie, how are you doing over there? When I say over there, Dubai. I should be more specific. Yes. You live in Dubai these days. Yes, yes. And Dubai is uh, wonderful. Thank you. And uh, life couldn't be any better. Oh, in that case, Ramadan Kareem to you, Yorkie. Yes, Ramadan Mubarak, uh, Habibi. Habibi. Thank you. Maybe same to you guys, and just so you know, I'm also fasting. Are you? Yeah, oh, yeah you wow. did this last I, year. Yeah. You embraced the holy month of Ramadan completely. But I, I, it's often been put to me that I should, and I, I haven't, I haven't got the courage or the Not discipline, me. if the truth be told. How well, tough what? is it? Is it tough? Yorkie? Yes. Is it tough? Yeah, but just so you know, it's uh -huh. I, I understand it, but it's not because of because I'm a Muslim. Uh -huh. I'm far from being a Muslim. I'm not a Muslim. I'm a Christian. But the reality is good for testing the mental and the discipline side of you. Okay. And uh, so that's mainly what I do it for. I'm glad you said that. How because you, prior How to you joining us, we were discussing you at, at, at some depth. And the perception was a word that came up once or twice in our conversation, Yorkie. Mm -hmm. um, the perception of you remains party boy, enjoyed life had fun when he played and there's by the way nothing wrong with that but as we journey we learn we change and i just said to andy if i said to you we've sat with everybody down the years you immediately see through a chancer you know someone that 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 got away with it and you know someone that's serious about it and i said to andy which category is yorkie in and he said the second he's a serious football man what why why in your opinion yorkie how can we get... Are you not working? Yeah, fair enough. Good question. Yeah, yeah. Blunt, let's see it. Well, I think, I think back in the days that, that uh, the culture was totally different. Uh -huh. You could, you know, I mean, you know Andy more than I do. Obviously, you, you, you're much older than me now. Oh, but, uh, steady on. <laughs> <laughs> in reality, I mean, when I came to England, I, I never drank. I didn't know anything about drinking and that kind of stuff. I was still a teen and I never drank till I was 21. But I came into a drinking culture yeah. when to be part of the group, to be part of what was happening in a football club was to drink. So I never drank till I was 21. And so that was part of going out, you know, the team bonding was go to a pub, have a few drinks. And you had to be part of that team as you get left behind, especially yeah. when you come from the Caribbean and stuff. So, you know, that's what it was. I mean, and players could still be able to go to the pub. Some players more, drink more than others, but still be able to come in and train the next day and still get on with their job and do the job. I think the game has gone away from that now where it becomes a lot more serious, mainly because of the social media that is available these days that players can't get away with what they probably used to get back, you know, a decade ago. So that's all compounding into players being more serious, more dietitian. They look after themselves. The, 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 the virus come in, the stats, the sports science. It was all there, but not into what it is in, in the modern day game today. No. So when people say, oh, yeah, Yorkie was this, listen, I had a good time. I'm not disputing that. But you never hear me mistraining. You never hear me indulging other stuff that goes around with other people or drugs related or Dwight never turned up for training. He was indisciplined or he break a few or break protocol. But somehow when I went out, I had a good time and I left impression on people and they seemed to think I was a party person. 
you know, I never miss training in my good. 20 years of yeah. being a professional footballer. But you don't hear those good things no. about you. You know, you're running out the bleep tests and doing all that kind of stuff and played at the level that I played for 20 years. That didn't just happen overnight, you know. Um, but for some reason that this stereotype, particularly towards me, um, that I'm a party person, how, how possible what? I was never married. I was never, you know, I, I never, you know, I just dated beautiful woman does that make me a, a bad party person mm. I, I don't know where it comes no, from i don't no. know where where we all started from you know i i lived the dream life i played at united lived single life um won everything in the game uh, dated beautiful woman never married none of those things but somehow i've been stereotyped to be this party person and it really it, uh, it not frustrates me, but it's and there's people out there who do far worse than you, yeah, yeah. who are in clubs today and do things, and you're kind of wondering how possible that is. And so, yeah, I mean, here we are, and we're still talking about this yeah. scenario today uh, when I'm trying to get into management. Well, well let's let's I'm lay that to one side then. Yeah, because let's, let's, let's. Can I just ask you where you stand then with with your with your, with your credentials? If you go, where are you at now, Yorkie, with your license, etc.? So everyone knows where you're sitting. Okay, on the 13th of June, uh -huh. I'll be fully qualified. Right. I've got my graduation on the 13th of June. So oh, I'm literally what, less than two months away from fully qualified. I've done everything. We got the graduation dates. It's on the 13th of June, and I'll be fully qualified. So there you go. Nice one. So job required. Mm. Um, how do we overcome the barrier, the perception, in order for that to be the case? Well, that's a challenge, and I do believe it's not just the party scene. I think it's uh, it's, it's something to do with the skin color, the equality, mm -hmm. the so you know what we've been standing for. You know that that has to play a part. And the more study that I've done with it, because it's part of my requirements in you know my professional life, and why that there are less black people given the opportunity to manage at the highest uh, uh, the highest level. Mm -hmm. It is tax proof, you know, even though it's 43% of black players, there's only 3% of black managers in in the world today. So that's a relatively low when you think of that's the right. number no, of black staggering, staggering players. Staggeringly low, Yorkie. Yeah. Absolutely, when you do the numbers. And so the numbers doesn't lie. And here we are, we're still talking today. The Premier League, outside of the Premier League, is only one black manager that is there, which is Patrick Vieira. Outside of that, you look around the world, let's go internationally. In Italy, there is none. There's none in Germany. There's none in Spain. There is none in America. So uh -huh. the challenge is there for everyone to see. We're not just talking it. And on, until they stop, I, I had a, an interesting conversation with John Barnes, and still they stop stereotyping about black people and black people to lead, to be, to lead. You know, we're talking about the game has been uh, uh um, what we call the game has been the people sports yeah um and so if there were people like so alex ferguson who family has come from the miners who worked on the miners and done all that kind of stuff but yet they've been given opportunity to manage but yet the black people who works down at the miners are still not being given that opportunity to manage at the highest level and john barnes was a prime example at celtic his percentage there was 63 percent but yet people seem to think he's a failure. Yeah. He was 63% 60, um, 
you know, win percentage. Win abroad, yeah. Win percentage, sorry, at Celtic, which is staggering. And yet, you know, he's like a failure at management. His percentage at at uh, international level for Jamaica when he was the, the national coach, 62%. Barnsley's problem at Celtic. Barnsley's problem was Henry yeah. Larson got injured. Yeah, well, Barnsley's problem at Celtic is <laughs> it's true. If no, Barnsley's problem at Celtic was if you're Celtic or Rangers manager, sixty percent doesn't hack it. <laughs> no, you no. need to get eighty-five percent, Yorkie, if you're one of those two clubs. So, so, uh, right. Yeah, uh, I agree. So it's the ability to for black people to league, and yeah. yes, Patrick Vieira, it will be success, and that's good for Patrick Vieira, but it's not good for others. Why is it not good for you, you know, if Patrick Vera is a success? Well, because because that stereotype and that stigma is the, 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 the incompetent that people don't think that you can lead and can run an organisation. But if he does it, if he does it at Crystal Palace and he is a success, surely that, that gives strength to your argument. Well, it, it does, but it, it only puts that little that one percent that one percent or that three percent as we mm. say that black managers and it's good for them but for others it's not for people like me it's not for patrick Vieira, it is we were also having a conversation see i've got this theory about your old club one of um mm. manchester united I, I i i was just saying to andy yorkie that I, so much of what's happening now reminds me of what happened post busby mm. the successful coaches at manchester united have been characters they've been because united united's different um I'm not a United fan, but I appreciate that we need a strong Manchester United and it's a fabulous football club. It's an institution that we should cherish, uh, those of us who enjoy football, mm. um, whether it's, we're associated with it or not. But it's characters that have led Manchester United to success. You're a character. Um, would you, could you be accepted as that in a modern world or do you have to, do you have to restrict your natural exuberance into the PowerPoint presentation and be a modern-day coach? Well, it's an interesting uh, question, to be quite honest, um, Keezy. Uh, it, it is, you've got to have to find the right balance. I think the character that you were speaking about, likes of Big Ron and those type of guys, are no longer exist, probably won't probably be in the game today because of the character that just doesn't tick the right box these days and yeah, yeah listen the game is gone now where you going into interviews and you got your laptop and you've got to do a presentation <laughs> and you've got to answer all that kind of stuff it never used to be that way in in recent years as you know andy will tell you yeah and so they're looking for now characters that are more scientifically based um um uh, and doing more uh, tactical and analyzing and analyst uh, stuff that they uh, sort of seem to be with the requirement of getting a job. The the practical side of it is is secondary uh, to the people who are making these big such decisions. Such a shame. That is such a shame. And so that's the way the game, unfortunately, is gone. The people, as you know, there's a lot of uh, people, business people at the top. They want to hear the numbers. They want to hear all the stuff. They don't really bother too much about the football side of it. Um, and and that's, <laughs> that's just a, that's the stark reality of how the game has gone. And can you do the numbers? Are you able to compete in that respect? <laughs> well, that, that's the reason why part of doing the coaching uh, course is 
that's what the requirement is. That's what they're bringing you up to speed. That's what you got to be the modern day coach to to do that. But having said that, and you speak to the likes of Sir Alex Ferguson, which I still have access to, and all these other, you know, Gareth Southgate, you've still got to be yourself. You've got like, to bring agree, that personality yeah. to 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 the game because if you got lost and caught up with all that, we've seen with. Uh, our previous manager now at Man United, he's got all the credential. He's got everything. If you can't unite that dressing room and you can't bring your character, exactly. forget it. Exactly. All, that stuff, all that stuff is good. But you've got to somehow um, integrate that when you have that conversation with the hierarchy at a football club to get that opportunity to prove what you're capable of doing. But ultimately, as a manager, you've got to you got to unite that dressing room. You can do whatever you like. You can tick all the boxes that you, they're looking for. And that's all part of the process. And you must be able to tick those boxes. Um, but ultimately, you still got to have that um, that personality that uh, and get that dressing room together. Do you know what? I, I, we, I've spoke to Keys about this many times about academies. And, I, and I've, I've, I've said often that... We're... Before you say this, before sorry, you're going... This exact question is going through my mind. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I, I said That's to you, yeah, that you know, I'm I, I fear for the game that we're we're developing assembly line footballers, mm. young kids who are taught the same, who who the individualism of them is often taught out of them. The personality, like a Gaza, like a York, who would go and have a laugh and a joke and a bit of fun in training because that's what it was about. You're not allowed to do that now because, you know, you've got to focus and you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Are we in danger of creating assembly, assembly line coaches? coaches? I knew you were going to say. Where yes. you all do the yeah. same and you don't, you're not allowed a personality because it doesn't fit in with what the owners want. Yeah, but the game. The, I, I agree with you, and it's it's a little bit of a concern if you if we if we are talking serious about this. We are, we are we talking are. seriously are. about this. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, sorry. Uh, let me just before. Let me tell. I think the one that does buck the trend in many ways, and I hate to say it, is Klopp. Yeah. You know, because there is a personality yeah. there. There is. His yeah. his demeanour comes out yeah. there as large as life. And I'm yeah. sure he's as serious yeah. with his stats and his facts and his preparation Absolutely. as anyone. But he hasn't lost yeah. his character. He hasn't lost his personality. Correct. And where I, when I watch all the other, lot of the others, it seems like they have. And and he's the one that bucks the trend, I think. I, I absolutely agree. And you couldn't say it any better. I think that has gone out of the game. There is no characters in the game. I mean, I went to watch United train in recent time as part of my process as a coach you know you watch you analyze mm -hmm. and the fun element of the game you talk about expression being that individual yeah. you do the thing enjoy and have that laugh that is so not that wasn't even there it didn't exist and it's like wow i mean how serious can you be i mean you've got to go into a workplace that you're exactly. happy if you're going into yeah. a workplace that you're happy yeah. then the game becomes enjoyable mm. if you know what i mean it's not regimental and i think yeah I, i've seen some i've seen some sign that has gone that way a little bit which again is concerning to me and i i won't allow that to happen there is nothing wrong with having a bit of fun in no, training absolutely not about it, you know and i think it's now the game has gone far too serious as you mentioned andy and, and kizzy that they're not been able to express themselves mm. enough being characters. And I know Kizzy might be against this, but Pogba, for, for instance, and I'm, the reason I'm bringing him up, 
because he's a character. He paints his hair, his car. That's his. That's his character. I don't have a problem I with any of that, Yorkie. I love that. No, but but no, what Pogba's got to do is deliver. He hasn't. Yeah, I agree. I, I, or total, I'm just talking about character. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about what he's delivered. But if I have a character who is happy doing what he does Great. and being able to deliver, yes. and be able to deliver, I will have that character any day of the week. Yes. Uh, right? uh, I, I was just and thinking... So, Back, sorry, York, you're just thinking back to training. Nobody fizzing balls at Alex Ferguson's head then when he comes out. No, Alex Skulls are used to. Yeah, those days are gone. Those oh, days right. are gone. <laughs> yeah, and listen, they come in, they go, they do the gym, they do the preparation, yeah. bloody blah, it's all marked out. Even when Ollie was there and I looked at it and I'm thinking, bloody hell, where's the fun of this? Mm. You know, regimented. no one is laughing. Yeah. Regimented. That's what's very, missing. And that's what we, we have to find a way to put back into the game. And I keep saying this. And until United do, and Eric Ten Hag might be the smartest, the best. He might be, mm -hmm. you know, a stickler for, for, for yeah. the minutiae and all of the things that a modern coach is. But he's yeah. got to make people feel big and, and, and enjoy being at that football club. Like like a prospective manager such as Dwight York, who's about to take charge, Yorkie, of a team for the first time, yeah. are you not? Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the news wasn't supposed to be broken yet, Keezy, but... Break it. Um, there is... It, it's not supposed to be breaking news, but you probably, obviously, exclusively got it before anybody else. Oh, he does, he does. <laughs> A good journalist yeah. never reveals his sources, Yorkie. That's key. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got a mouthful of tea. Come on, tell us. Be proud. No, I am very proud. It's, it's been a journey um, getting to where uh, I've got. I've got to be honest. I was probably a little bit naive because of the success I had as a player. I thought the transition into management would be something of uh, open harm, ends on. Uh, that has not been the case. I have a stark warning that it's, uh, I needed to go back to the drawing board. I needed to tick all the boxes, like we mentioned. Mm. So there was no sort of ramification coming back towards you. So now that I'm going to be fully qualified on the 13th of June, um, I recently went down to Australia and did uh, the, the preseason tour for United. I, uh, and in those process, a uh, couple of conversations develop. Um, and then uh, here I am. Uh, something is about to happen on the 20, 25th of, uh, okay. of May. In well, what we'll do is we will tease what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. and leave it there. Yeah. Because otherwise, if, if you felt comfortable, you would have told yeah. us, I know. So we won't push any further. We will await but a big I, announcement. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big step in the right direction, Yorkie. It's and great news. As is always the case, it's a pleasure to talk. And I just hope that, that by constantly chipping away in the manner we have, uh, it yeah. just only takes somebody to be listening to do the right thing yeah. and, 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 and get this guy involved somewhere. Um, in the meantime, keep it going yeah. and all the success come, in the world to you. Come and see you soon, will you? I'm, I'm due to give you another spanking yeah. at golf when you're ready, son. Oh, he's only playing no, scratch no, golf I now do, as well. I, I, I know, but I I've got plenty of shots now. Yesterday. What did I you shoot yesterday? Two under. Under yeah, well, you're going to have to shoot four under to beat me, son. See, Don't worry about see, that. <laughs> I'm just thinking, stickler for detail. Yeah. He's fasting. He's, 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 you know, he's he gym every day. His yeah. golf is, 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 yeah. is subpar golf. And you, yet you wouldn't see, uh, you know. No. Fussy coach, or, or no. you know, a man for detail alongside of Yorkie's name. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, we look forward to the announcement, Yorkie, when it. Comes. <laughs>
<laughs> we do. Look Good. after yourself. Stay Thanks, safe. Bob. See you. Always Yoki. a pleasure. Bye. Cheers, Bye. God bless you. <laughs> Dwight York. Great. Love Yorkie. Isn't he? Love him. Yeah, I remember first when I first met him, <clears throat> when uh, Big Ron was manager of Villa and he brought mm. me in. Yorkie was there as a kid. And I thought that he could see this talent, amazing talent that he had. It was just sensational. Also, though, and th- again, this tends to get overlooked. If you think about the decision he made as a young man yeah. Yeah, to, to leave. leave his home, uh-huh. he'd probably never been outside of a, I don't know, five-mile radius. No. To, to, to say, okay, I'll, I'll have a go at this. Yeah. That's determination. Yeah, that, that, that's from an inner core, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it, uh, I, I, I hope that I'm around. By the way, it was a big enough decision for me to decide to come from Scotland to England. <laughs> so, well, when we come Glasgow to, to Dundee. Yeah, Glasgow to Dundee was a biggie. <laughs> but from Trinidad and Tobago to the Midlands, Birmingham, that was a massive decision. Uh, and he lived in digs and he was, you know, he got looked after and, you know, he was just such a great please, talent. Please, please, mate not be the case that, that that characters have been run out of our game because we need them. 100%. I've said to you. What and dressing you? rooms need them. Individualism is, yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about your decision to leave Villa, but we'll save that for another day. Leave Villa when? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We, we started out talking about Wolves, yeah, yeah, didn't we? We did, Wolves and Villa. Eh? Yeah. So, so it seems like a long time ago. For and what we haven't discussed, and we're not going to because things will change so quickly over the weekend, I'm sure, is um, the dilemma the Toffees find oh, themselves Oh, no, with. don't. I, I, what we do know is I watched Burnley last night. Thursday. I was depressed. Yeah. Thursday. I was depressed yeah. because they had, a bit of, they had everything about them that you want in a team that's fighting relegation. Mm. You know, determination, organisation. Strength, power. They could have won four against Southampton last night. And I fear that when we come to the the derby on Sunday, they go in first, Burnley, against Wolves at Turf Moor again, which is not going to be easy for Wolves. So when the derby starts, if we if Burnley get a point at least, then we're in the bottom three. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, you cheered me up there. Time to leave. <laughs> Time to leave. I suspect. Uh, get in touch with us at Keys and Grey Pod. Spell it out the middle bit and A N D Keys and Grey Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you for your company. Um, exciting news. Yeah. Around the corner Good for the for podcast. Yorkie. Yeah, nice. Oh, the podcast as well. Yes. Well, it's well, 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 well,